Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Elle Grinnell. As the founder of TrueSpeak, Elle brings over 25 years experience in the neuroscience behind our synapses, receptor, and reward centers of the brain. She has a degree in communication, training and certifications in neurolinguistic programming, also known as NLP, negotiation, personality type predictors, and has authored three international best-selling books. Her most recent, The Team Whisperer, successfully led a cross-generation race and gender team, focuses specifically on mastering communication. So welcome, Elle. Thank you. Happy to be here, Larissa. I'm happy to have you. So can you share a little bit of your story and the path that's brought you here? Okay, yes. So what's interesting is my company is called TrueSpeak. And that came about because when we get my whole purpose in training in NLP and in writing books and you know all that kind of stuff comes from knowing that our mind speaks to us in a lot of different ways. And when we learn to get the truth first right in our head, then everything else gets so much easier. But when we're wanting externally a certain thing, but internally we're self-sabotaging ourselves, it's quite a challenge. And so I grew up, um, you know, basically in poverty in a trailer park. And, you know, it was a lot of abuses in my life growing up. And I was the first one to go to college in not only the entire family, but in the whole, whole trailer park. And it was because I wanted to, I, my desire to get out was so strong. Nothing was going to stop me because, you know, we didn't have the money <clears throat> to send me to college and stuff. So I just figured it out. And then once I got away, um, then it was easier for me to decide what I wanted to do and how. And the biggest epiphany that I've ever had, and I give credit for so much of the great things that I have in my life now, um, is the realization one day that um, I and you and all of us have the power to make all the decisions. So we like to blame society and our parents and, you know, all, there's, a, there's a myriad of people you can blame in situations. But once we realize that we have the power, we can start to figure out a plan to raise ourselves, elevate ourselves from that situation. And that's exactly what I did. But it first started with me being able to let go of the blame and take full responsibility of my thoughts, words, and actions. And it was um, amazing after that. Yeah, I think I think that's a really important point, because we get so caught up in sort of blaming our circumstances, whatever that is. And and that puts us it keeps us in the rut that we're in. Right. Instead yeah, of because it's her. easy. And yeah. not only is it easy, but other people want to stay in the rut because it's easy. And so when we start to aspire, a lot of times even loved ones give us a lot of pushback because if we aspire, they have to as well. And they don't want to put in the work. That's very true. I talk a lot about that with my clients about how people will fall away in your life as you start to make changes. And that can be really difficult, mm-hmm. but it means you're, means you're growing. So it's really important. It does. It's one aspect of what's called growing pains. <laughs> exactly. So then what does healing with creativity mean to you? Healing with creativity to me is being able to <clears throat> understand and appreciate your, um, your gifts and your talents. 
because <clears throat> I never thought of myself as creative. When I make art, it looks like, you know, maybe an eight-year-old made it, which is fabulous if you're eight. And so I, I, I gave myself the label of I'm not creative. And then it was later that I learned that because I'm a wordsmith and I love to write, that's a form of creativity. Uh, you know, I like to dance. I, I was teaching fitness classes forever. That's a form of creativity. So once I got out of that label and looked at it from the outside, I realized I was creative. So the healing comes from recognizing that you have gifts and talents and to stop comparing them with anybody else because you bring a certain thing that calls to a certain person. And so that's how, that's how the healing is. You, you create from the inside and you let your imagination, the floodgates just open. And then you see how that services and um, inspires and whatever other people. So your work is meant to also uplift others. I love that message because it's so true. And we do get caught up in that, um, we're not creative, right? I'm not creative. And everyone is creative. You just have to find what works for you, right? And, and you might not realize what that is. You might be doing it, but not realize that's a creative outlet for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what type of creative projects do you do in your life? Uh, writing, you said, but is there anything else? Um, so pre-COVID, I've been a fitness instructor forever. So choreography, for classes, like just pick a song off the radio and just decide how that moves me and how can I put that into movement that I can teach others and that then we can do it collectively as a group. Um, love, love that. And I still do it a bit, um, but not as much as I was able to in the past, but it just lights me up. I can be driving my car and hear a song and bam, the choreography just starts coming to my mind. And I love that. So I love to dance. I love to sing. My singing's not remarkable but I know it's part of what keeps me happy and healthy. So I enjoy, you know, random karaoke and, you know, really belting it in the shower or in the car. I, I really enjoy that. And then writing just any kind of writing doesn't matter what it is. It could be marketing material. It could be poetry. Um, like I've, I've written three books, published three books, written tons of short stories. There's times when my brain just goes, we have this idea and then I just got to get it out of my head. You know, I'm looking frantically for somewhere to, to write it down, even if it's just the outline to get it going. So writing is definitely my muse. I love it. Makes me so happy. Yeah. Writing is a really important one. I, and I, I say that all the time again, um, journaling, at least journaling, even if you're not writing a story or whatever, just get some words on paper because it's so important to get that your brain moving in that way. And I find that the more creative you are, the more creativity comes to you. So whatever that form is, it just, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And so you might think you're not creative until you start doing something. And then all of a sudden, this creativity just overflows. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said earlier, the floodgates, right? It, once you allow it, mm -hmm. it really will come forth and it feels amazing. Yeah, it really does. So you said with COVID that it changed because you don't teach the uh, exercise anymore, but has it changed your creativity at all in other ways? Well, <laughs> funny you ask that question because I was forced to go virtual. And so finding ways to connect with my creative aspect in kind of a digital logical world 
you know, a tech world. So if you're techie, I'm sure that that's creative. Um, I, you know, my brain doesn't see it that way. And, but I understand that there's so much that's going on that I just don't understand. So I've learned to embrace like lighting and backdrops and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that, that's fun. I brought out that artistic side of um, visual, visual art. And so I never really even considered that before. And now it's a really important part of what I do. Yeah, it's so interesting with all of us going on to Zoom, like many people didn't even know what Zoom was before COVID, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So with all of us on Zoom now, you have learned that your lighting and where you sit and where your camera angle is and all of those things, whether or not you want to show your double chin or (laughs) your sagging neck, you know, all of those things that we start to get as we age. But uh, it's so true that, uh, and then playing with our background and things. I have a friend, we were, she, she must've tried 14 different things as her background (laughs) before she finally settled on something. Okay. This works for me. And yeah, just to get that right for herself. I joke that my aura is so vibrant that I can't do those virtual Zoom backgrounds because they're real blurry around me, really blurry. (laughs) So I have to do real backgrounds. Real backgrounds, exactly. So is there anything that in particular that you'd like to share? Um, I know you've got some books, you've got a free gift for people. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I would really like for people to understand that our creativity often gets blocked by generally some kind of uh, trauma or event that happened in the past. So maybe when you were young, you were doing what you loved, you know, painting, drawing, writing, or whatever, but there was some event around that and you got in trouble. Like maybe you spilled the paint on the carpet and you just got, you know, um, in so much trouble for that. And then it got brought up all the time as you're the one that spills the paint and ruins everything or we, and so it, sometimes at an early age, our vibrance gets dimmed by a circumstance or string of circumstances. And um, some people live their entire lives in the dimness. Um, Whereas hopefully many of us, as we age, we outgrow those those thoughts. Um, But the process that I found to help to release that is through guided meditation. And I, I call it the M word because when I coach people, if I say I use meditation as part of my success formula, people go, I can't meditate. Um, my, mind, my mind never stops. And so um, I make a, an agreement with them. Like I have a hundred percent guarantee that you can meditate with me. And if you can't, you know, give you your money back because people think that meditation means a quiet mind. It doesn't mean a quiet mind. It just means you connecting with your true source and hearing, you know, that, and not the the ego and learning the difference between the two. So I can bring us through like three minutes of that right now. I would love that. I would love that. Fabulous. Okay. So it begins with sitting tall because when we sit tall and we align our spine, it's easier for our natural energy to flow to us and through us. But keep in mind that even though we sit tall and we pull our shoulders back and down just a little to open our chest to get more oxygen and air into our lungs, that we're naturally curvy. So when I say sit tall, we're still really fluid in in that. It's just that so many of us are hunched over our devices and so we have poor posture and then our natural fluidity gets, gets blocked. So 
opening up. And then the next thing is to keep your remain, to keep your eyes closed for the next few moments. So go ahead and close them now. And the reason why we do this is to minimize external distractions so that it's easier for you to focus on your breath. And so then if you would breathe in deeply, however you feel comfortable for four counts in big, four, three, two, and then exhale deep and slow, six, five, four, three, two, and then just relax at the bottom of that breath. And we're going to do that a couple more times. Breathing in big, four, three, two, letting go, six, five, four, three, two, and relax. And then just one more time, breathing in big, four, three, two, and exhale, six, five, four, three, two. And in this moment of mindful breathing, rebreathe in a little deeper, longer, and slower than normally. And you exhale a little deeper, longer, and slower than normally. We allow more oxygen to get into our body, into our bloodstream, into our brain, all of our organs. And we can have clearer thoughts and more peace and calm. And it only takes about 90 seconds to get to this space. And so then if you would just continue to breathe a little deeper than you normally do in and exhale a little longer and slower than you normally would. You allow yourself to drop into the alpha level of consciousness where the chatty mind can slow down just a bit and take a back seat. And then if you would just turn your hands over so that their palms up, if you're seated, just resting them on your thighs or however you're comfortable. And in one of the hands, bring out, bring out you for this message today. So any way, shape or form without judgment of how it looks onto one of your hands. And then in the other hand, bring out the image that just for today represents your true source, your higher power, the divine, the universe, your God light, however that looks for you in the other hand. And if by chance you don't have any real clear images, it's okay. You can have this conversation in your mind. So have the you in your hand there. Ask your true source, what's my message for today? I'm listening. And then if you liked that message, if it seemed benevolent, supportive, loving, and kind, then allow yourself to step over there, putting your hands together so that you can become one with this message, no longer separated your ego from your true source. And if you weren't sure if you liked the message, if it seemed a little maybe chastising um, or not loving and kind, then keep the hands separate. And then just allow that thought to drift away, no longer serving you. 
And if your hands are together with that wonderful message, then go ahead and take it all inside, both the images of you and your true source, and anchor that knowing where it can serve you best in case you ever forget that you are literally a walking, talking, breathing miracle and that the world is a better place because you're here sharing your gifts and talents. And then when that feels complete, take both of your free hands and place them over your heart. And then repeat after me, either out loud or just in your mind. Thank you. I love you. I love you for everything you do for me every day without me having to ask. Because you love me so unconditionally. And I promise to be a better listener. And to care more deeply for my temple. And so it is. And then when that feels complete, taking all the time you need, go ahead and open your eyes and come on back. And how do you feel physically right now? Relaxed. Relaxed. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I think that's what's so important is we get spun off so easily. Mm-hmm. And our vibration just begins to scatter and um, it makes it easy for dis-ease when we're in that way, right? To find a place into our temple. And so what we did took just barely three minutes. So we all could feel this way anytime we choose. Um, You know, if you're driving the car, obviously not, you can just focus on your breath, but you got to keep your eyes open. And, uh, But so again, going back to choice, the thing that was mind blowing to me back in my twenties is that we could choose to not feel a certain way and not let somebody get the best of us or, or make us feel less than just by taking a breath, closing our eyes, centering and connecting with our truth. And so the, my specialty being um, trained in NLP and personality type predictors is to help people understand, was that my true source or was that my ego? Mm-hmm. And um, so when we work together, we talk about that message. And um, that's what I'd like to be able to offer your listeners today. If they'd like to talk to me about that message, um, I'll give you the calendar link and mm-hmm. they, can, they can hop on. If you weren't sure if that was a true message or you weren't sure about the process or you weren't happy with the visuals that you saw when we brought them out, any, any questions um, at all. Yeah, I love that. And I I do meditation every day and I do have a hamster wheel brain, um, I have to say. So for me, it it is usually a breathing exercise of some sort. I also lead a meditation and journaling program every morning. Um, But for me, it's like so centering. And if I don't do it, my whole day is thrown off. And there's many times I have to stop in the day and just breathe, just breathe, right? Yes. As we get so caught up in what's going on. Yeah, because even say somebody almost causes an accident and you you were able to avoid it, you know, being defensive, we get we still get this attack on our body. Right. And so as soon as the sooner, the better that you can just pull over or stop um, or get to where you're going and just sit in the car for a moment and just breathe that out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
let it go. Um, you know, it served you, you were defensive, everything's good. And, you know, just give thanks for um, the fact that everything turned out well, or however you'd like to do it. But to just not look, let those things stick, like if you go through a walk in nature, and you get those little sticky things on your socks, or, you know, your pants or whatever, that wasn't your intention when you set out, right, you were communing with nature. And so you get back home, and you see these things. So then you can just you know, put your attention there and just pluck them away. Um, so it's kind of, that's the analogy I like to give that again, you have the choice and it can be simple, the sooner, the better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Such a beautiful message. And I hope everyone at least tries this, you know, well, you can replay this if you need to, to, to try it again and again. And uh, I also encourage you to reach out to Al if you you know, have any questions or if you want more information about what, what you were getting in your messaging. And we will make sure all your links are there out. We'll make sure that uh, everybody has everything they need to find you. So I just want to thank you so much for being here today. And uh, do you have any final thoughts before we go? My pleasure. No, I just always am happy to be able to spend time with people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you inviting me here to speak to you, to speak to your tribe and your community. Um, very honored. So thank you, Larissa, very much. Yes. Well, thank you so much. To our listeners, we'll see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 